Hi, welcome to my creativity. podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity, from planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. So each week I go over last week's goals. and At the end of the program, I list my next week's goals. Now these goals I'm bringing down from my monthly goals, from my quarterly, annual, and it all builds up to the big picture, which is the uh, big mission, the 10-year mission. So I'm into February, which means I actually need February goals. And I've got a couple of goals here, but uh, last week I said I was going to go talk to my partner. So she's my business partner and my life partner, and I call her my wife, in case you're confused about the exact status there. But... We, we share all things and, and we are partners in all things. So I need to talk to her to make sure that I'm still on track. This is the second quarter of my second year of this mission. So I need to make sure that I'm still heading the right direction. Maybe I need to update some of my, my mission statement or my annual goals. We'll see. So February goals then, at the moment a bit, bit simple. Posting blogs, social media support, how to write a novel. Draft. So the reason this is, is basically I'm in the midst of attempting to do some basic foundation marketing. And that's quite important, I think, to get the foundations right. Because I could go and chuck money on ads, draw attention to myself, but if I don't have something, uh, I suppose, that makes me credible or worthwhile or valuable then I'm wasting my money. So last week's goals. New blog post. I have a wonderful new blog post up, which I'll tell you about shortly. How to write a novel. Continuing that draft. That's, that's turning out to be quite a big project, but I'm powering along about 20,000 or so words into that. And it's looking good. Uh, I, once I finish that first draft, I'm going to have to go and obviously you know, edit it for grammar and, and all the rest of it. But I also then have to look at the content and get supporting material, make sure my bibliography and references are correct, um, format the images, because this is kind of a textbook style of book. So there's tables and there'll be some graphs uh, and the headings and so forth are all going to be arranged more like a textbook with sidebars and, and other bits and pieces. And after I write this book, I'm going to write how to write a textbook. No. <laughs> well, may, maybe sometime, but not now. Okay, so how to write a novel. Uh, yes, as I said, going along nicely. And now I'm back to running. The past few weeks I've been doing cycling on the weekends because of my poor, delicate, aging legs. I went back to running. I did a 5K run and a 10K run as planned. Uh, 
I also then on Sunday evening went skateboarding with my wife and her friends. So that was quite quite a good workout there for a couple of hours as well. Now, this week I hinted at it, blog post, and what am I going to talk about? I'm talking about the difference between story and plot. And once you've got that idea, sort of a simple plotting tool, a story tool that will allow you to, to get a bit of a handle on the, the fundamentals of story and plot. And it's something that I've done and considered and used, and it's really cool, even if I do say so myself. So, uh, plot, story. Look, it's a question that's asked by every writer at some point in their career. And it's what is the difference between a story and a plot? And do I plot a story? Or it doesn't matter if you're writing like short stories, news articles, audio dramas, screenplays, whatever. Before you can make the fullest use of any writing frameworks, which I thoroughly recommend you try, or any sort of planning tools, you have to understand the difference between plot and story. A story without plot uh, is drab, it's painful to suffer through. And since you can't have a plot without a story, I'll start with what a story is and then move on to a plot and my simple tools. So story. In the simplest terms, a story is a series of events that can be placed on a timeline. An example of a story would be a detective goes to the precinct, talks to some people, attends a crime scene, and then goes home. That's a story. Um, you might think that a story like that would be enough for a news article, but in that instance, it is not. So what more is needed? What is a plot? And I hope you've kind of noticed that if you're thinking that in terms of a, a news article, all we've really got there is just a laundry list of events and it's unsatisfying. The plot is what adds meat to the story and, and makes it satisfying. So if a story is a sequence of events, then a plot is the reason those events occurred and the reason they're in the order they're in. In the story above, to continue that example, the detective goes to the precinct because that is what he does every morning. He talks to some people because a strange crime was committed and he needs to get a briefing so he can understand the political situation that may arise due to the crime. The crime scene shocks the detective because the victim is found holding a page from a road atlas that has the detective's home marked on it. Concerned that a killer he'd previously chased has designs on his family, the detective goes home. So the plot it joins the disparate events into a sensible chain. A good plot joins the events in a way that makes us care about the outcome while also telling us what the outcome will reveal. It doesn't tell us what the outcome is, just you need to have that sense of what the point is and what's going to come out of it. And we'll get to that in a moment. In crafting a story and plot, we can make use of some simple tools. There are, of course, many tools and ways of creating story with a strong plot. I'll just present one of my favorites because it's relatively simple. So the first step to creating your plotted story is to come up with a story. And that's your string of events, or rather the primary events, because a story 
is worth nothing without a plot, we're going to have to go back and forth a bit between story and plot. But we need an idea first. So, step one. And of course, you're all taking notes. Think of a wow or oh moment. At this point, we don't know if we're thinking about the start of your story, the middle or the end. It's not important. What is important is that we come up with something that makes us surprised, impressed, or otherwise interested. The wow moment might be the explosion of a super large planet-destroying space station, or it could be the oh-I-see moment at the revelation of the identity of a killer. So the first step is all about inspiration. It's a scene or an event that you are touched or amazed by, and that becomes the seed around which the rest of the story will be grown. So you've got a bit of an event, and it's a bit of a whew, cool type of an event. Step two, who is involved? We still haven't got to the plot yet. The plot will come soon. Before the plot can form, we need to know who is involved in the event in step one. So you're going to have a protagonist. That's the person we want to see win. And an antagonist. That's the person we don't want to win. Of course, this is, uh, as I said, a simple plot tool. There can be many shades of variation between these two. I, I purposely avoid saying shades of grey. Each of these characters will have support from friends and allies. So write down a couple of them too. And obviously, what they're doing in that event. Step three. What happens at the other end of the story? So in step one, we created an event or a scene that made us say, wow. If that happens at the start of the story, then what happens at the end? If it's the final scene, then what happened at the start? What role did the protagonist play in the second event? And how was the antagonist involved? And again, don't go thinking you've got a plot yet. So far you have two events, and they're placed in order of occurrence, but we don't have the string of reason that connects the two. That comes next. A simple plotting tool. So, taking your two events and the characters involved, we can now create some reason. A plot is important and is easily noted in absence. Uh, I, I like to try to avoid mentioning particular films, but for example, there was a film I was watching that was about one superhero versus another superhero. And it I don't think it had a plot. Because um, about an hour into the film, I was still wondering what the point of the film was. Like, where was it going? What what question was being asked? Who who was going to be involved in this? And then I checked the running time, and there's still an hour and a half left, and I just I quit, because I was just like, I'm not waiting an hour and a half to get to the point where there's two superheroes fight. Because so far, we've seen nothing of the sort. But usually, that moment of wondering about a plot usually happens about 15 minutes, 20 minutes into a film. That's where you've got a missing plot. So sometimes plots are subtle. And this is uh, this simple tool is not going to provide you a subtle plot. But even subtle plots tell your audience what direction they're traveling. So step one, what are the starting conditions? So a plot and his reason and direction. I might even say it's a, it's a vector. 
if you cast your mind back to high school physics. So that means you'll need a starting condition that grows and changes to an end condition. That's direction. The start condition should contrast with the first of your story events. This will allow the first event to propel your characters. You're building into the start condition the reason for the last event. So, if the first event is a big battle, the starting condition should show the protagonist at peace. Perhaps they have a grudge or a chip on the shoulder, but they should be at peace. Because the battle's going to get them moving, right? So step two, what question will the story answer? If the starting condition is peace and the first event is battle, then the question might be, will the hero find peace again? This is called the dramatic question. And it is the question you want your audience to ask themselves as they read your story. And that's, as I said, when you're watching a movie or you're reading a book or even playing a video game, you reach a certain point where you sort of look at and you know, a bit puzzled and you scratch your head and you go, what? What? How would this even end? What? Yeah, you've got no idea what the direction is. The dramatic question you need to have you need to have one there so you can actually go oh will this guy you know find peace will the the boy get the girl will the criminals escape will a serial killer get found yeah these are the sort of things that you need to just be able to ask straight up out of your first event it's the connecting thread that each event will try to answer and each event will give us a clue as to how the story might end so step three this is step three of the plot, of course. The midpoint of your story should either be really good or really bad. To do this, you must consider the consequences of that first event and decide if they amount to something good or something bad. This midpoint is the inflection point of your story. And a superhero origin story is typically really good in the midpoint. The hero starts off being ordinary, perhaps they're struggling a bit. After they get their superpowers... That's the first event. Things seem to get better. By the middle of the story, they're at their peak, fully enjoying their powers. They're catching criminals. They're chasing bad guys. They're enjoying the fact that they can fly uh, or they get shot by bullets and they don't care. But after that inflection point, after the midpoint, their behavior starts catching up with them. The consequences of their superpowers makes things harder than they were at the start. Or it can be reversed, where everything gets harder and harder until the midpoint, where they finally start to get accustomed to the powers and begin climbing. So step four. This and so that. From the start condition, you need to complete the phrase this and so that. What I mean is that you have the start condition and the first event. So fill in the bits that connect those two things with this and so that cause and effect chain. From the start to the midpoint, you want to link your chain to the high or low point. This character is struggling at school. He gets bullied a lot. So he runs and hides in a graviton beam accelerator prison. Why not? He gets blasted and gains superpowers. So he goes back to school and gets one up on his bullies. Hurrah! We hit the midpoint. From the midpoint to the finale, you want to this and so that 
with a but. This will effectively increase the tension and drama. To follow on from the superhero origin story, the midpoint has the hero start to dive. He's popular at school, and so he's invited to a big party. But the villain learns of this and attacks the party. The party is attacked, and so the hero must fight the villain. But this means he must reveal his secret identity. He reveals his secret identity, and so his girlfriend feels betrayed at being lied to. Hmm. But the villain kidnaps her just before she drops the hero. The hero is heartbroken, and so leaves the party before seeing his girlfriend get kidnapped. But his best friend tells him about it later. You can see how we have this cause and effect. This and that leads us up to midpoint. And then we have a but. So we have a this causes that, but here's something that's a bit tricky. Step 5. After the big finale, you need a scene that compares the final conditions of the hero with the initial condition. This is the answer to the dramatic question the audience has held in their mind since the first event. The final condition comparison ties the entire plot together. It allows the audience to get some sort of closure so they feel a complete story has been told. It is also the opportunity to introduce a new question, either for a sequel or to make your audience ask a new pertinent question around the theme of your story. If your story was about a robot rebellion led by an AI, you might want to have the villainous AI defeated and the hero more accepting of technology. But you want your audience to ponder the significance of computer sentience. So in summary, a story without a plot is dissatisfying and leaves your audience wondering what the point is. It's possible to use some simple tools to build up a story and add plot to it. You need to start with the story because it is the story that provides a sequence of events that your plot gives reason and breathes life into. So a story is a timeline of events while a plot is the reasoning behind each event. The plot is what pulls the audience into a story. There have been movies and books about very exciting events which have failed to draw an audience. Well, there have also been stories about quite dull topics which have captivated people. It is the plot that makes a difference. A simple tool for story creation is to think of a wow event that inspires or an oh event that makes you think. Consider the characters involved in the event, the protagonist is the character we care about while the antagonist is the one we want to lose. Then we create a second event at the other end of the story and involve the protagonist and antagonist in it too. This gives the basis of the series of events. The plot then has a start condition in contrast to the first event and an end condition that compares to the start. The plot is finished off by chaining cause and effect from start to finish with an increase in tension and drama from the midpoint on. Now this has been a super brief rundown of story and plot and is not meant to be exhaustive. Um, you probably won't have taken enough notes to really make use of this, but hopefully I've given you some ideas and tools you can use. At the very least, I've given you some ideas and tools that you can go searching for. So there you go, that's the difference between story and plot. Now these blog posts, so that was basically a blog post. You know, I changed it around a little bit because this is an audio medium. But these are coming from the sorts of things that are in this how to write a novel. And as how to write a novel is not how to write a best-selling novel or how to sell your novel. I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is a step-by-step -step process that I have personally used to successfully 
write novels. They fit the required, um, what do you call it, criteria to be considered complete stories with starts, middles, ends, and drama and tension, a little bit of uh, possibly romance, a bit of action, and so forth. So I'm putting them into this right how to write novel. Next week's goals. Next, so over this coming week, I have to do all the social media support for my new blog post. And indeed, the following week, I then have to start revisiting some of my earlier uh, social media in order to make sure that this continues. Um, Actually, I was just going to say, I got 10 new followers over the last week of doing my social media efforts. So that's pretty good. Now, if they stick with me, I'm assuming that they've they've started following me because they have enjoyed the value I'm providing, the input I'm giving, and they're not just trying to follow me in order to get me to follow them back because that's pointless. I don't follow someone to hope that they follow me back. Like... There's no, I don't want people just following me because I followed them. That I want people to follow me because I'm providing that's something good that they want. It's like I don't want people to buy my book because I'm going to buy theirs. That's a zero-sum game. People want to buy my books because they're valuable. People want them because they're good to have. And same with social media. So if you're going to follow me in the hopes I follow you back then that won't work unless you are providing value. If I check out your site and you've got good stuff going on that I'm interested in there, yeah, I'll follow. And I hope the same goes the other direction too. I'm continuing my drafting of this this uh, book. I'm doing a final edit of book three of Exit Plan. So I got my hard copy back, and if you were watching on Twitter or Facebook, you would have seen pictures of it. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I... The cover is good-ish. Yeah, it's not a bad cover, actually. Um, it could be vastly improved. So anyone out there who is like going tus tus tus, he doesn't know what a good cover is. Don't be surprised to find out that, in fact, the answer is yes, correct. I don't know what a good cover is. But that's okay. It's all about learning, isn't it? But I'm going to finish off the, the three, uh, book three, bit of a proofread through that. Uh, reading it out loud in the flesh is obviously quite a lot easier to do and find problems and then I'm going to send my exit plan books out a set of my exit plan books out to my voice actors from exit plan because uh, I I couldn't afford to pay them what they're worth which is a shame because yeah if I could afford to pay them what they're worth then I'd be a very rich man indeed they were marvelous voice actors and they put in a good effort and really brought those characters to life I think and so I'm sending out copies of my books to them to say thank you so they can, I guess, hopefully they'll read them and see what the full story is that they're, you know, that they're voice acting to. Uh, and maybe a, like a t-shirt or something because that's cool. Anyway, that's me for this week. Keep an eye out on my social media at Gravity Undone on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to get my Instagram posts up there. I'm taking some photos from scenes from my exit plan books and posting them. And I hope you enjoy them. They're not up yet. They will be. See ya.